Okay. The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three. What? What? What's going on? What are you doing? <laughs> so is it recording? It's recording. The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast, where you can see how we turn our life into a living. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> 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 oh, you slap your leg. Clubhouse is starting to become like, oh, wow, we on here, we got to make money. We on here, we got to make money. And I was like, yeah, I get the fact that people want to make money on it. But the more money that you want to make, the less it becomes about the people who actually want information. That strength comes from not the lack of feeling pain, but the ability to be able to endure pain. the bamboo project podcast where you can see how we turn our life into a living so i want to start off by giving a shout out to the bamboo project family i appreciate everyone who tunes in every week this may be your first episode but for everyone else this is episode 41 this is the last episode of 2020 whoo this has been a year we started earlier this year and this is the last episode so and if this is your first episode you have a lot of catching up to do for the people who don't have youtube premium accounts and still want to listen to this podcast the link for the audio will be in the description below and we are streaming on all major streaming platforms so that will be apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, anchor breaker radio public Castbox, overcast and pocket cast and on top of that for anyone and everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it it is on our YouTube channel if you want to watch the video where we have over 250 videos of cooking tutorials, travel lifestyle vlogs, tips on makeup, hair growth, basketball, real estate, and everything us. If you want to see our day-to-day behind the scenes of how we make all of this happen, find us on social media. You can find me at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and you can find my amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N, and we have multiple different projects and each of those projects have their own Instagram. Okay. Now we have the food project. We have the music project. We have the clothing project. We have the fitness project. We have the sports project and we have the bamboo project podcast, which you're listening to right now. If you want to get on the phone have a conversation, you could DM me on the bamboo project underscore podcast, or you can DM me at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. We can talk about something you're going through. If you want to talk about some type of business plan that you have, or you want my opinion on something, we can get on the phone and have that conversation. If you want a preview of what this episode is about, we have the timestamps in the description below. Today is December 29th. It is 3.53 p.m., which is super late. It's a lot of stuff kind of going on, and we might get into that later. Um, Melissa, always says, Melissa always says I don't say that. I'll be, be saying that, and then I don't actually get into it later, but today... If she reminds me, I'm going to get into oh, it later. Oh, me? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> For everybody new to this podcast, we have four different segments. The first segment is Life Update, which is when I give a recap of what I went through over the last week. The second one is Episode Playback, when I will kind of give my opinion or anything I kind of want to say about last week's episode. Then we have Donovan's Questions, where I present a question to you, and you just kind of think about it and mull it over. And then for the final segment, we have Today's Topics. Okay, so for today's podcast, there are a couple of things I want to touch on, which I kind of did not touch on before. 
for the topics. It's babies whining and how it's a form of manipulation and how it relates to women. Girls and guys are both playing the game, but girls don't tell you about the game. And some, you know, moratorium, real estate related things and is life. We'll get back to that later. So those are the four major topics. All right. What? Right. Because I thought the last topic was going to be a question for Donovan's questions, but I'm not sure if it is or not, because I kind of want to go over it as to why I think what I think. So when I decide what I'm going to do, then I'll kind of bring it up. It's probably going to end up being a topic instead of a question, though. Uh, what time are we at? Because that was that was drastic. We tried something new today for the podcast, and that was that was different. It was definitely different. You guys know that I have been a big um, fan of Clubhouse. And I've been a huge fan of Clubhouse. And I thought that it was a great idea at first. I think I thought that it had great potential and huge upside. As the weeks go on, I have realized that either they are doing it wrong or this is just inevitable because Facebook or all social media in itself is just unnecessary. It's not going to work. And I think that's what I've been leaning to. Anything that requires or that that has a lot of people on it is going to go is going to just go bad. Now, the reason I'm saying this now is because they've been letting in any and everybody on Clubhouse. I'm getting notifications every other day about somebody new being on Clubhouse. Everybody's getting invitations. I'm going into rooms. The rooms have every room I'm scrolling down in the hallway has 300, 400 people in it, 120. Every, it's just so many people in the room. Before, I liked when Clubhouse was maybe 50 people, 60 at the most. Maybe you get 100 if it's in a really nice room. But now you have rooms of nonsense, of just pure nonsense of 300 and 400 people in it. I don't I, that's I don't want to be in those rooms because what, another thing I've noticed is let's say that it's a room that's not just nonsense. And it's a room that's actually um, what's what I'm looking for, a room that's productive. Right. I go into this room and. I'll give actual examples, real estate. I've been in a lot of real estate rooms. I follow people who are doing real estate and black people who are doing well and making money because I want to make money myself. Now, when I first when I first got into it, it was may it was me, maybe 40, 60 people. We get on the on the on the, in the audience. We could just tap in and go, hey, I want to ask a question. And it was free game to get information. Now, the same rooms have hundreds of people in it and you can't even get on the stage because they turn off the hand raising thing. So what that is, is people who don't know about Clubhouse, you are in the audience. So you can actually hear people on what they call the stage talking. And if you want to get on stage and ask somebody on the panel a question, you have to press the button that says raise your hand. And then they will allow you to go on stage and ask or even just have a regular conversation with them. There is an option for them, the moderators who are on the panel to turn off hand raising. That's been a common thing now. So I'll go into a room thinking I'm going to get some games. I can ask questions to people like I used to, but there's no hand raising. So now I have to sit there and listen to these people just talk about whatever the topic is. Now, I think that what's going on, what I've noticed is every platform has its people that gravitate towards it. People that are really funny with their words will probably benefit better or profit more on Twitter. People who are very attractive and really good at taking pictures will, will profit and benefit more on Instagram. I don't know what Facebook is for. If you have a lot of money, I'm assuming you do good on Facebook. I don't I don't know Facebook at all. If you have a good personality, you would do good on YouTube. What I've noticed is that the people who want to be gurus, those people is what I'm starting to see gravitate towards um, Clubhouse. These are the kind of people who are like, 
I want to build up my fan base and I want to talk and say the things and use words like manifestation and you have to make sure that your mentality is the right way and you have to grow and you know those kind of people those tony robinson but he's not really like that but he does do that kind of stuff motivational type stuff and that's what i started to notice on clubhouse that the people that like to do that who like to be the gurus are the ones that are gravitating towards clubhouse now it's annoying because when I got on there, I didn't get on there to talk to gurus. I thought I got on there to talk to people who are actually in the space who can just give free information. That's what I thought the app was for. Now, I was in a room recently where I was in a room recently and the room was about follow for follow, right? That's what Clubhouse is becoming. Clubhouse is becoming what Instagram used to be where it was like, oh, I need to get my followers up real quick. Follow for follow, follow for follow, share for everybody. Just follow me, follow all the moderators. That's one of the problems that people are having with Clubhouse is now you go into a room and all the moderators are like, hey, follow everybody and follow all the moderators, follow everybody around. Just come in here, follow every single person that's up on the stage. And we want to get them to have as many followers as possible. And when I first got on Clubhouse, it wasn't about that. It was about people who don't have information, talking to people, talking to people who have that information. And this is becoming a problem for me. And it seems like other people are having this problem, too. Because otherwise there wouldn't be a room uh, or a satire about people doing this in there in that space. Now, somebody I talked about before who I used to revere as an Airbnb person because I have saw her on Earn Your Leisure. I'm like, oh, this is great. A young black woman who's in Atlanta was doing it. Her name is the, they call it the Airbnb queen, right? And I'm like, oh, you know, she she's the reason why I decided that, you know what, I'm going to look more into Airbnb because of what she was saying. I felt like the way she was presenting herself was amazing. She's in these rooms and I feel like she is getting into that guru space of I want to kind of give more information. I want to kind of sell more courses and information than I actually want to help people. And that becomes a, a dangerous space because what happened with us, which, which really annoys me a lot that ended up happening last week is she had went on Instagram live and Melissa and I want to get an Airbnb and we don't really know how to start the process because we want to get a luxury apartment or an apartment in a luxury building. So we're like, who do we talk to? Because, you know, if it's a homeowner or a home, you can kind of call up the landlord or whatever. But with a building like that, we don't know if we got to talk to an agent, if we got to talk to the property manager. Uh, do we have to speak to the owner? We're not really sure. So because she has multiple properties or, or, or rentals in Airbnb in Atlanta, we figured she would have information for us. And she's on Clubhouse and she's on uh, Instagram giving out free gems or so I thought. So we got on her live and we were kind of asking her questions. Now, the question we kept asking is, hey, who do we talk to about starting Airbnb in Atlanta? We asked that question probably five times and she has skipped over that question intentionally. I asked a question. Melissa asked the question. It wasn't answered. She read the question, skipped over it. We did it again. She read the question that came up to our question, skipped over ours and kept going. This happened repeatedly throughout the whole conversation. Now, the reason why I don't like this is because it leads me to believe that I can't even trust this person with the information that they say that they're going to give me. Because when Melissa finally asked a question and tied in the course to the question that we had wanted to ask, then she answered the question. Do you remember the question you asked her? What, what it was specifically? I asked her if how to um, talk to rental property owners um to you know the commercial property owners mm -hmm. how, if she covers that in her course okay so then she answered that she's like yes i do cover that now this is what i don't like is because if you are portraying yourself to be somebody like hey all i want to do is help i want to get free information this is what i do then if somebody comes to ask you a question and you don't give information it kind of 
comes across to me as disingenuous and it's not congruent with what I believe you're putting out there. So this is somebody that's on Clubhouse a lot. They're doing these huge rooms where everybody's like, hey, follow the moderators. They're doing this for, you know, 10, 15, 24 hours or, or whatever the case might be. And these rooms last for long periods of time and they're kind of swapping out moderators. So, like I said, that turned me off a lot because I'm like, Dag, you're you're trying to sell your course as opposed to trying to help other people. And I feel like that's I, I just personally don't like that. Is it wrong to do? I don't think it's wrong. I just think that I do, that's not how I go about what I try to do. And there was somebody else on there. His name was Maddie. So I'm like, okay, he talks about, he's he comes across as one of those uh, guru, motivational, you know, change your this, you got to, your, your mindset, you got to grow or prosperity, you know, those kind of words that uh, are geared to people who, I don't really know how it works, but the, if you ever hear a guru talk, you know how they sound. And that's what it comes across as because he goes on there and says that I don't ever try to sell my courses, but people come and always buy my course. Now, while he was saying this in the room, he was talking about uh, he's talking about the courses. So as a person that you, you just you if you understand business or marketing or anything like that, if you're talking about it, that's marketing, whatever you're doing. It's not not marketing. So to go on there and then say like, yeah, I don't ever talk about my course. I don't talk about this. I just, I just come on here and get a free game and people just come and buy my course. You're still talking about people, your course. Are you telling somebody to go and buy it yourself? No, but you're telling them that you have a course that they can pay for you or from you. Um, so I said, I don't, that's something I don't really like. And it's just something that I see a lot that it just kind of bothers me because it's like, I understand that people want to make money. Everybody wants to make money, but people don't have money so that's why they want the information to get to where you're getting to and i always look at it like this this is my mindset when it comes to this kind of situation i prefer to charge for my time if you want my time and you want me personally i'm going to charge you for that if you want information that i have i'll get that away for free if you can if i put it out on youtube i'll you could you could dm me or whatever the case might be and i'll answer your questions but if you want me to like i mean now i don't charge for time because you know I don't I have a lot of time. So if if you want me to give you information that I can I can here's a booklet or whatever the case might be, sure. Now I'll put it out there for free. How I look at it is if I'm gonna consolidate all the information for you and package it nicely for you, then sure, that's gonna cost you something. But if I put it out there for free, I put it on YouTube, I put all the videos up, everything you want, I talk about it on the podcast, I give all the information away for free. Now it's up to you if you wanna put in the work to go and listen to every podcast or you wanna watch YouTube videos or whatever the case might be, it's out there for free. Now, listening to them talk in the room, there was a guy, I forgot his name. I feel like his name was, what was it, Chase? Cause I like what he was saying, where he was, he pretty much, echoing what I'm saying right now, where it's like, if people fuck with you, then they're going to follow you on these platforms. They don't have to, you don't have to tell everybody to follow you. People have been saying that, you know, moderators will mute them or kick them out off the audience, or off the panel because they don't follow them. And I'm like, is this room or is this, this quote unquote space about people following you? Or is it about you helping people and giving information out? And I think that Clubhouse is starting to become like, oh, wow, we on here. We got to make money. We on here. We got to make money. And I was like, yeah, I get the fact that people want to make money on it. But the more money that you want to make, the less it becomes about the people who actually want information. Because now you're going to try and figure out how can I market my product? How can I how can I maximize the amount of money that I make on here? Okay, if I come on here and only give a little bit of information and then tell them come to my course and sign up for it, then I make more money. 
and it's gonna the more you try to maximize your dollars, the more that people are gonna the less people are gonna be helped by that. Um, but the more money you're gonna make. So that's the kind of reason I don't really like I don't like the clubhouses going in the direction that's going in. Now, on top of that, we've seen I think something happened with Meek Mill today on Clubhouse or yesterday. And like I said, it's just so many people are coming on there. The, the, it's, it's just getting to a point where I don't even I don't even go in clubhouse anymore. Like I don't I'll I'll check in to see kind of like okay what's happening, what kind of rooms is up, but I don't go in the rooms. As opposed to when I first got on clubhouse, I'll be in there for hours, four or five hours into the two or three in the morning listening to people talk because it was just so much information to get and it was more of a genuine conversation with people. Like it's 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 ten fifteen people, maybe forty five people. People don't want some people don't want to talk. They don't want to get on stage, but you can still have the ability to get on stage now. It's 300 people. So now it's almost like a lottery to get on stage. You have to hope that they get you on stage and you get to hope that they that you ask one question that it's the great question to ask and to answer it and they go, okay, you answered, you got the question out? All right, back to the audience. And a lot, I already know that that doesn't work because it doesn't really work in real life when people are, okay, I got one question. I got to make sure I ask the, this, the perfect question. So when I get up there, I say it exactly how I want and there's no other answers or there's no other question I'm going to have to ask after that. That's not life. You go up there, you go, hey, I want to buy real estate. How do I do it? And they go, well, what, where are you at in life? How do you like, what do you want to do with it? And they go, okay, well, I have $40,000. I don't, you know, I don't really know what to do with it. They'll say, okay, boom, you should probably, you should invest in this. I can set you up with this person. Another thing too, that I've learned on, on uh, clubhouse is everybody, this is, this is a hundred percent of the time that somebody has told me to write them on, to DM them on Instagram or Twitter, whatever the case might be. And it has gone nowhere. So multiple multiple people are written and they're like, all right, we on Instagram, bet. I'm talking to you. Everything is good. I'm like, all right, so I have a deal for real estate. You know, can we do something with that? No response. Uh, I've had somebody tell me they can help me leverage my business, my, my, my social media for real estate. He told me out of his mouth, hey, DM me, whatever. Read the message, never responded. So I'm just kind of like, okay, what, like... If this is happening over and over again, then it becomes an issue. Now, the same thing happened with Melissa. She had wrote somebody on their clubhouse. The person said, hey, you have a deal? I'll look at it. Melissa sent them the deal. The lady said, call her and text her. They tried, and then that was it. Melissa never got... The lady didn't even... I would prefer if somebody said, that deal doesn't work for us, and they don't respond. But to go through the process of asking me to send you a deal and then not saying anything, this happened at least two or three times. With the same person Melissa's talk, I'm talking about with Melissa, it happened with her. I sent the same person a deal and Melissa sent the same person a deal. And both times the person just stopped responding. And it's like I said, it's just kind of annoying because like I said, I feel like it's becoming more of a look at what I'm doing space on Clubhouse as opposed to, hey, I want to actually help you. Um, and like I said from before on that live, that leads me to believe that people are not actually giving information that's going to actually help you. They're giving you enough information so that you have to pay for them for the rest of it. And that's not what that's not what was being portrayed on Clubhouse originally. So it it just becomes really annoying to kind of kind of deal with that. One of the I forgot that guy's name. He's this big dude. I feel like it was maybe it was Chase Kong. It was some it was a big light skinned dude with a beard. Um, and I know his name had the name Instagram in it. I mean his Instagram. I know his Instagram had the name Kong in it. I forgot the first part of it. But let's see if I find him because like I said I feel like he was saying exactly what I'm talking about right now. Oh, Kane Kong. That's his name. K-A-N-E-K-O-N-G-G. And this is what I'm talking about. I'm going to shout him out just based, just based off of the fact that I like what he was saying. He didn't have to ask me, hey, follow my page. He didn't have to say to me or tell anybody, yo, I, you know, I got this much. I'm doing, I'm doing crazy out here right now. He had to say any of that. He's like, yo, if y'all come out here 
and y'all just give away free game people fuck with you they're going to follow you that's just what it is but i feel like people come on clubhouse they'll say they say two or three things on clubhouse and feel like well i gave away free information why is nobody following me and it's like well one they probably don't connect with you that's number one or two what you told them they didn't help them then like if i'm going to somebody and i'm like every time i hear you talk you help me get further what i'm trying to get to i'm gonna follow you because i'm like damn I'm at, I'm at point A, I'm at uh, A, step A, and you got me to step B, C, D, E, F, G. I'm a, listen, I'm going to follow. I need to know how do I get to Z. I need to keep following you. But if you if you come on Clubhouse and say, all right, if you want to get into real estate, start an LLC. Um, What do I do after that? That That's all I got? Start an LLC? Then I was like, okay, now I'm stuck in the dark. I started an LLC. What do I do now? And I feel like that's what happens on there. So with the Kane guy, he was saying that, they're coming on there and they're pushing more of follow me, follow me, follow me too much. Now, this is what I equate it to. Because this is what happened on there also. Alexia was saying that she feels that at the least we could do is follow them back because they're getting free information and they're helping us out. So we should follow them back for that. And I look at it as if you're on YouTube, right? Everybody hates going on YouTube and having to watch five, six, seven ads, right? But YouTube is free. YouTube is a free service, but we go on there and we always complain like, oh my God, there's fucking nine ads on here. Oh my, why is there so many ads? And I feel like that's what's happening in Clubhouse where we go on there for free information and it's like, all right, we reset in the room, follow all the moderators. Okay, you follow everybody? All right, let's go to now to talk about the next thing. Okay, five minutes later. All right, guys, is everybody following all the moderators? Do you follow the moderators? Okay, boom, next, next hour. Follow all the moderators, guys. And it's like, nobody likes that because it's, 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 what would you call that? What would you, what would you say that is? I don't want to say like slimy, but it's like, why do you not like to watch so many ads on Instagram? I mean, on YouTube. Um, it just, it's not, I think people are okay with one or two ads. Mm -hmm. I think when it comes repetitive or when it interferes with whatever you're trying to get from the the platform that it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. So if I can't listen, I don't even know what y'all are talking about because you're, or, or you, the conversation is not allowed to flow really. You can't ask multiple questions or it's not an actual dialogue you're hearing on Clubhouse anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like a, what's two plus two, four, okay, we're resetting the room, guys. All right, we're doing math right now. And, and then now, I'm instead of me hearing more of what people have to say, I'm hearing you repeat to me what just happened like five times. Yeah. So, like I said, and that's, this is the, the ultimate problem, I feel like, I anyways, is that social, what happened? Social media shouldn't be this many people. They're going to end up running into multiple problems because I don't think that so many people should be congregating in one space. I just think that it's not natural to have that many people trying to talk or have a conversation because what is becoming now is a con it's becoming a conversation between a couple of moderators and everybody listening and sometimes you can ask a question that's what it's becoming i've been in rooms where i'll be sitting there for like 30 minutes and nobody's going on stage ain't nobody ain't, it's, it's just them talking about bro you dropping gym did y'all pick that gym up she just dropped oh my god that's a fire gym i hope y'all got that and it's like but i didn't need to know that i need to know something else i need to get on stage to ask a specific question for where i'm at on this journey of whatever i'm doing whether it be real estate whether it be stocks whether it be uh, uh, physical therapy, wherever I'm at, I need to ask a specific question about that. I want to talk to you guys about whatever it is I'm going through. And this is why I keep saying that it's a problem to have that many people in one area at a time, because it's just not going to happen where you have 400 people in a room and we all have questions to ask. And it's eight moderators. That's going to take forever to answer those questions. It's, it's just, that's what's going to happen. And 
Clubhouse has gotten bigger within the last two months, right? It's nowhere near Twitter. It's nowhere near Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, any of those things. So it's already becoming chaotic. What is the future of, of Clubhouse if in the, the couple of months that I've been on here, just the two months that I've been on here, it went from, oh, this is amazing to, oh, we opened, up, we opened the doors up a little bit. Now the shit is trash. To me, it's trash. You got every everybody who's in their mother is, is getting on Clubhouse now. Everybody. And that's it. It's, I just, I personally just don't like it. Yeah, I talked about the Airbnb, Airbnb queen before where it's like we were going to use her course and now we decided that we're going to go with somebody else just off of the fact that I don't, I don't like that. If I'm going to, if I'm, if I'm coming for information, I was, we, we were like, we were dead set on buying a course. We were like a hundred percent have it in our expenses, pay for the course. It's $2,500. We're like, yo, we're going to buy this course. Now it's kind of like, I, now if I get the course, spend my money, I don't even know if I'm going to get what I need from the course. Now I can't trust that you're going to put in the course what I need. I, it's just, Maybe it is. I don't know. But I just now the trust is gone. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good on that. And then, like I said, on on how she responded to the person saying that the moderators are telling everybody to follow them. I didn't like her response to that. So me, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done on that. Uh, so that's kind of what happened over the last week. Melissa and I went to her mother's house. And I don't know, you know, people who are still listening or who know from, you know, weeks and weeks ago. Were they here for that? No, they, we didn't start the podcast yet. So there was a big issue uh, when I went to Melissa's house the first time because th- that was the time where I, the first time that her parents ever saw me is when they found out she was moving out of the house. Uh, moving out of the house into this apartment with you. Yeah. Um, so that was the first time, and that's when they jumped me, right? <laughs> I was in the house, and it was at first her mom was there, her grandmother was there, her two brothers. They're younger, so it was cool. Then, like, an aunt came. Then another aunt came. Then another aunt came. Then it was a, a, a uncle came, and I think another uncle came. They brought their kids. Then who was the was the other? One? I think another uncle, bro, a step uncle might have. It was all I know is by the end of the night, it was me and like nine people, and they're all trying to interrogate me as to what, why do I think this is a good idea? Why do I think I can do this? Why is she moving out? Do I think that she's ready to do this? So that was the last time that I went to uh, Melissa's parents' house. So it's been a while. They wanted me to come back. I'm like, nah, because the way I felt like they were treating Melissa, I wasn't really a fan of it. So I'm like, nah, I'm cool on that. So Melissa just informed me that she still wants to do the course. Um, so, I mean, you know, like I said, me personally, I don't, <clears throat> I'm not a fan of it. I actually supposed to get a call today from another course that we talked about. Um, they said that they have to qualify, you have to qualify for the course. So we're going to see what that's about. Um, I think it's Airbnb Automated. That's what their name is. Uh, so yeah, that's where we're, you know, we're kind of at with the, uh, the Airbnb thing. I'm gonna come back to that. Yeah. I'm gonna come back to that. I was talking about Melissa's parents jumping me and her family jumping me at her house. So I haven't been there since then. So we went back over there and I think everything was good. Now, funny enough, I come back again for them to find out that Melissa is going to Atlanta and that we're moving to Atlanta. So the both times they've met me, have we been moving to a different to a different city or different a different place and now a different state so it was they didn't bring it up really when we was there maybe once they might ask a question about it and everything more or less seemed fine you know it was cool i enjoyed the time her little brother was talking about stocks the food was the food tasted good i don't know if it was good for me it was it was mac and cheese and uh it was fritters and things like that um some oxtail and jerk chicken so the food tasted amazing like it tasted phenomenal um but we realized that we have to definitely change our diet back because the repercussions that we're going through right now are are very damaging. Melissa, like I told you last, I don't know if I said it on the podcast before, but her last 
uh, period. She was throwing up. She was diarrhea. It was just she was cramped. Kind of slept for the whole day. She just couldn't move. She was tired before period even came. I think after she was, it was just a lot. Um, as opposed to before where we're eating good, healthy food. She might be out of commission for two hours and that'd be it. And it's like the cramps kind of go away. They might be really small, but she's been eating a lot of bad food lately. So she believed that over the next couple of days when her period is coming, she's about to go through an apocalypse. So we are going to see what ends up happening with her because I think this might be the worst that she's eaten since she's been, since she's moved out of her mom's house. Um, Yeah, I think it is, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, this is the worst that she's eaten since she's moved out of her mom's house. So... The last period she said was really bad, and this is going to be the next one. We're going to see what she goes through with this. And I feel like the last period, I was still trying to eat mm-hmm. um, healthy throughout that one. This one, we've gone full-blown. I think the, we only have one healthy meal a day, and that's amaranth in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's an issue. It's definitely an issue, and we're trying to get back to it. So because Melissa has changed her uh role in wholesaling we will well she will have more time to kind of cook better food and things like that so we're gonna hope we're hopefully we can get to eating better and because we're moving and we kind of have and because we kind of have um we have some more money now from the stocks and things like that we are now transitioning back into eating better because this was a rough three months as far as food goes like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches it was uh eggs omelets uh jelly sausages uh anything everything uh chicken it was calamari from the store uh it was just it was it was just so much chicken nuggets nuggets, um sweet potato fries fries, all the stuff that oh chips uh chips ahoy tostitos she ate the whole bag in one day. She ate the whole entire bag. I had two chips, two two cookies. Melissa ate the whole. I woke up in the morning, the bag was gone. Yes, yes. She ate the whole bag in one day, right? So then you know we have the uh, the 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 chip dip that you put with the what's it those tostillos? Yeah, we had that. So it's like I said, it's been it's we've went completely off the rails. And I guess as a guy, I don't really have as much issues that I've noticed. Um, like I said, I feel, I don't, I, f- I definitely sleep more, which is terrible. I hate the fact that now I keep falling asleep. Um, Melissa sleeps like three times a day now. So she'd be just knocked out all the time, taking three naps. So, and her period, I don't have a period. So I don't really have to deal with that kind of stuff. So I'm more or less fine for the most part, other than falling asleep. I do think. This is why people drink so much coffee. Mm-hmm. To kind of wrap up the food. Yep. So it's crazy. I do think my beard has maybe dried out a little bit more because I'm not eating the food. Maybe I'm not hydrating as much. But we do drink. We still mostly drink water. Uh, we don't even have burdock routine in the house no more. I don't even know. Well, I don't listen. It's 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 rough. This is not. I hate. I hate this. I hate this diet. I hate eating anything that's not alkaline, electric food. I just it does. It it could be a placebo effect, but I just believe. I I I feel like this is not it. Like I I can feel it. I feel like I can tell a difference with my body. It's how I feel moving. I don't like it. Um. So I'm trying to think what else I went through last week. Um. And this is kind of a theory I had, too, about, not since we're talking about the food situation, I'm wondering if the reason why the restaurants are still closed the way that they are is because people who are unhealthy tend to uh, struggle the most with the situation, you know, the coronavirus. So I'm like, I was listening to a Joe Rogan clip the other day, and he was had a guy on there who's a restaurant owner. He was like, why is it that you can take a plane across the state, 
across the country, go stay at Airbnb, go to the mall, buy stuff from the mall, go to people to events, but you can't go and eat inside of a restaurant. Like, why is it that all of these things are okay to do except for eat inside of a restaurant? And he was saying that the mayor of California doesn't even have, maybe it's the governor, doesn't even have actual reasons as to why they shouldn't do it. But they keep banning it. They're saying we have to close everything out by 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Nobody should go inside dining. And for me, which one is still open? You can still go to McDonald's to the drive-thru. You can still go to Burger King and Popeye's and Wendy's and things like that and still eat all of that food. They don't have no problem with anything. I don't even know if, you can, I don't even know if they close those at all for the 10 p.m., whatever they be having. Um, or you can do DoorDash to get those those foods. So I'm just kind of like, it is, and they have the, the pocket and the money to be able to afford to do, to take that loss as opposed to the regular, you know, either mom and pop store, or even a person that only had maybe three or four restaurants. It's, it's it's not the same thing as a person like McDonald's who has fucking billions of dollars to, you know, last out a couple of months, even a year of not making that much money. I think it's crazy that they close the restaurants but have everything else still open. Um, like I said, I just think, you know, I'm me, I'm a very conspiracy theory kind of guy. I like to, I like to go, Hmm, that don't make sense. A lot of things just don't be making sense to me. And if it don't make sense, I'm like, Hmm, mm, I'm gonna look more into this. So I said, it's something I've seen this week. And I'm just like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. The fact that they, uh, they close in restaurants that are healthier than if you go to Popeye's McDonald's and Burger King. But if you want to get an actual steak that's cooked by a professional chef who went to school for that, as opposed to the person who, you know, is 17 years old working at the 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 drive through who just flipped a patty and put it on the thing. That's who you think is going to make the food better. Who is going to have a healthier meal for you? It's not going to be the 17 year old who's never even been to culinary school. It's, never, it's not going to happen. So the last thing for life update is I want to talk about our New Year's goals because we this will be the last podcast of 2020. And. I think that it would be good for us to kind of just say what we want to do. You know, I believe in saying what you want to do a couple times, not a lot. Just saying it once, you know, maybe, maybe I'll give you two or three times. I think once to twice is the best, but if you want to say it three, sure. But let me think you should at least put it out there. So, uh, Melissa, would you like to come over here and sit down? And You want me on the podcast? No, nah, nah, don't stay over there. Huh? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord, are you doing, I feel like you, what are you doing? I feel like you're in media mode. What are you doing? Why? You should. Are you, did you just put stuff on your lips to come over here? <laughs> I'm on the camera. <laughs> you you put stuff on your beard to come over here, so to shoot because that's I'm I'm gonna be my here. Lips are mad dry, so I put something sure. on my lips. And now you have one the face. So okay, Melissa, what is what are you? Oh my God! Let me know when you're done. <laughs> I'm done. What are do you? Your, not, do you want me to not care about the podcast? I want to say. Um, <laughs> sure. What are your New Year's goals that you have for 2021? Um, I did not think about what my goals are prior to coming over here. So, um, do you want like, uh, t- just one goal? Do you want like top five? Um, just tell me what, you, what your plans are for 2021. What do you? What do you? Plans? What do you? Your plans? What you want to do? What you want to have? Where you want to be at? Well, for 2021... Let me have to over to get in the camera. Okay. Jesus. Um, for 2021, I really want to... Well, for 2021, I'm excited to start the Airbnb. I already know how Donovan thinks that I see it. Like, it's going to be La La Land and fun and all that stuff. Yes. 
nobody asks you that um, to verbally agree. Um, trying to think. So yeah, starting the Airbnb definitely, and I want us to make. I want us to make. Hundred thousand for the year. No, that's a lot of money. Is that a lot of money? I don't know if that's a lot. Hundred thousand is a lot. I don't know. Do you think it's a lot? I want to. Okay. My goal is to start two, is to have two Airbnb apartments by the end of the year. That's that's a that's a goal that I have. Okay. Um, I don't know how much money it could possibly make yet because we haven't started, so I don't really want to put a monetary goal on there. But um, definitely to have two Airbnbs. Another goal of mine would be to read at least one book a month. I could do two, two books a month. Two books a month. Um, what else? Airbnb, two books a month. Um, I want to start. I want to have my the clothing Instagram page to have at least fifty posts. So that's fifty items that I want to make for the year next year. Fifty clothing items for the whole year. That's what I want to do. That could be for myself, or that could be for other people. Um, what's another thing that I want to do? Stick to the diet, um, heavily. I think that's pretty much. Oh, YouTube. I want, I want to hit at least a thousand subscribers next year. Mm -hmm. Honestly, with the way that things are going, I'd like for us to hit 5,000 subscribers by the end of next year. I think that's very possible. So when Donovan re-listens to all of this, we'll have to write these goals down. But yes, those those are my goals. Okay, um, so those are Melissa's goals for next year. So for me, I am thinking about. I was thinking about this for a while. I want to have a hundred thousand dollars in our bank account. I don't know how much money we have to make to get that, but I, in our account, I want to have six figures in our account. Uh, so for a financial goal, that's what I have, and I want to have two Airbnbs at the minimum set up and running next year. I want to, or I, I am, hmm, how should I, how should I say this? I don't say I want to. Um, Are you manifesting it? Yeah, so how would I say that? Would I say? I will have, you use, use present tense. No, then not will. I have, I will, I have. To manifest it, you would write it as if you have it, but. Okay, I'm going to have two Airbnbs. My plan, here's my plan. My plan is to have two Airbnbs next year, by the end of the year running. I my my plan is to have two Airbnbs running by the end of next year. A hundred thousand dollars in my account in actual cash. I would like to have gotten back in the gym, um, and you know, got to put some more muscle on. What else do I want to do? Uh, I would like to have done ten wholesale deals next year. At the minimum, is ten wholesale deals, whether it be JVing or just myself 10 deals what else what else what else mm. oh and i want to be monetized on youtube next year also i want to definitely be monetized next year on youtube and what else am i going to strive for next year two airbnbs i want to pay off all of my debt mm -hmm. i want to do that too so those are the things that i can think of right now and then the diet obviously oh and the last thing that I want to do 
is I want to grow all of the projects that we have to at least the the next level. And the next level would be just being consistent and us posting them and getting them up. Because right now we had to take a step back from them because we don't have any money coming in. So once we have money coming in, then we can continue to grow the projects like Melissa talked about with the clothing, uh, with her music, with um, the food page, with the fitness page, with sports, with the podcast itself. Um, and, you know, just things like that. And obviously post everything on YouTube. So that's what we have for that. And that's like update. What? I also want to travel. I want us to travel at least one time next year if it's possible. To so where? Like, like, like to another state? We're traveling to Atlanta. Does that count? No. Out of the country. You want to leave the country during the pandemic? You care about the pandemic? I don't care about the pandemic, but I mean, I feel like, where are you trying to go? To Mexico? <laughs> we don't know Tulum? what's going to be open next Is year. it Tulum? That's what they be Tulum? saying? That's what they be going to? Tulum. Yeah, yeah. Tulum. But we don't know. What, if, if anything is open next year and if it's possible, I would love for us to go. Are you getting vaccinated? Oh, hell no. Well, that's the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> So that's you know that's what we put out. So we putting out there uh, for the last episode of this of this or the last episode this year. That's our plan. Um, I might cut that put it at the end maybe. Now nah, I put it right there. Um, so how much time? What are we at? We are at. Look right up. Look at Connie. What? Where are we at? That's a long time. That's a lot. I didn't even be that far in. But either way. So, all right now episode playback. Last week's episode, I had my cousin, episode 40, Hadassah, was on the podcast. Uh, she is a black woman who is a lawyer. She is 24 years old. She is not a lawyer. She's in law school. And we talked about a couple of things, uh, mainly black women talking to black men who are, well, black successful women talking to black men. Uh, we talked about women or single mothers sexualizing their children, and we also talked about just the poverty mindset of people that are born here and people who are not born here um, and kind of the privilege that kind of comes with being born in America that other people don't get to experience. That was last week's episode. So I just kind of want to go over, obviously, you know, what I felt about that episode. I definitely think my intro had good energy. So that was good. You know, I talked about that before. I wanted to kind of have more energy when I talk on or do my intros. Um, I think the audio could have been better with her. So I'm thinking maybe we may have to go to doing two mics probably um but i also think that it'd be better if we had two headphones also because then we'd be able to hear each other and we can hear how we both sound so i think that would be good um so i think i want to i want to look into doing that and the com oh somebody had left a comment on youtube about the podcast so i kind of want to just go over that too um they had said let me see if we have 284 yeah let me see nope 283 uh Somebody had commented and said, your cousin is just like the rest of them. Sad face. Um, so I'm assuming he's talking about the black women who are strong. He's saying that she's just like the rest of them. Um, now, here's what I want to talk about. I, I kind of want to make this short. Oh, last, uh, it's kind of a tie into that. I was speaking really fast on the podcast, I noticed, right? And I always say that one of the reasons I feel like I speak fast is because I'm trying to get my words out. So the other person can hear me. Um, that's one reason. And I also think that when I get excited, I talk really fast. So when I listen to the podcast, I have to figure out, okay, why am I talking so fast? I feel like I'm talking really fast when I was talking to her. 
Now, one thing I noticed also is that another thing I noticed is that she was cutting me off when we were talking and I didn't really, I never noticed this before until that day, but I think that people who are anxious, I think that comes from a lack of self-control. I think that that ability to not control a situation makes somebody anxious and I think that when she was on the podcast, she made, I don't know if she was anxious about the topics or she was anxious about being on the podcast or whatever the case might be, but I feel like she was, if I was saying something that she didn't necessarily agree with, she wanted to kind of get out really quick. Like it was almost as if, as, as if it was an attack on her. So because she, I believe that she felt like it might've been an attack towards her, she might've wanted to defend it very quickly. Um, and I've always said before that I don't think that alpha male is a good trait to have. I also don't think that it works for alpha females either. I think it's the same situation. And something similar to what the guy was talking about in that comment is he said they're all the same. Because what I've noticed the most is that the people who quote or who come across as alpha type people or who are very uh, loud and things like that are usually people who are very insecure. And that's because they are using that as a front to hide and to protect their insecurity. Now, I always look at it like this too. Somebody who wants to be an alpha, whatever the case might be, is on the inside is very, very soft. And by soft, I don't mean like doesn't want to fight or, you know, pussy or anything like that. I mean that they are, they're just vulnerable and they don't want to expose their vulnerability. So they want to hide it. But I don't believe that that is what makes somebody a confident person or what makes somebody a strong person. I think that strength comes from not the lack of feeling pain, but the ability to be able to endure pain. And I think that's what actual strength is. But alpha type people want to not feel any pain at all. So they try to stop any type of uh, attack on them immediately as opposed to listening to what's going on or accepting, hey, I was wrong. And yeah, it does hurt to be wrong, but I was wrong. They'd rather be right and not feel the pain of being wrong than actually admitting to something that they said or did was wrong. Um, so this is something that, you know, I've kind of noticed. I didn't notice this until that day with her about that and this goes for a lot of other women in that situation because what i've realized about women and people who talk to a lot of women or guys who deal with stronger women who have better jobs who are educated and things like that they'll notice that the way that they act with other people they don't act like that inside the house with them they don't do those things and i think that is because they 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 just act they just act very different than what they portray themselves to be. And for me, I don't really understand or think that it's necessary to portray yourself to be different. I don't. I think that as a, a human being, you should be able to defend yourself when you are, you should be able to defend yourself from being pushed back, but you also should not encroach on somebody else's uh, opinion or encroach on, encroach on somebody else's whatever thoughts, whatever the case might be, their space. You want to just go, okay, I hear what you're saying and I'm listening to it. That's what you're saying? Okay, I disagree with what you're saying. As opposed to not letting the other person finish talking because you're like, no, 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 no. You can't say that. No, that's not the case. You can't. No, no, no. You don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I think that when people start doing that, it's because they feel like, no, I feel I I want to attack before I am getting attacked. And it's just like I said, it's just something that I, I've noticed mostly with alpha type people. That's what that's kind of thing that happens. So another thing too that comes another thing that comes up with uh speaking for alpha women and and uh, another thing, speaking for alpha women specifically, is that 
I think the women have a cognitive dissonance or dissonance where they are trying to be what society tells them is strong and what is supposed to be a quote good woman or supposed to be um, successful. But that contradicts how they feel and what they want to do. And I think that that is what happens a lot. So women will go out and they'll they will want a certain kind of guy but then do all the things that turn that guy off. And then when they get a guy that that is what they want, then they don't act the same way that they're acting in the beginning. And the reason that that's a problem is because now the guy expects you to act a certain way, but now that you were pretending to be somebody else when you got with them, now they're like, oh, you're not, and this is what I've run into a lot, it's like, oh, you're not this, quote, strong person that you portrayed to be when we met. Like, you, that's not how you are. And that's when they come. That's what causes another problem because you may be out here, you know, rah rah, and I'm this and I'm that, and I don't like to do this, I don't like to do that. But then now that we're dating and we're married and we have kids, you're nothing like that. So I think that a lot of women would, you know, maybe they don't want to hear this. I don't know. I don't think they want to hear that. But that's just kind of what I've noticed dealing with women is that how they, how they, what they think they are is drastically different to how they feel about themselves. And what they will tell you is how they think about themselves, not how they feel. Um, so that is uh, my my words for episode playback. And then Donovan's questions, I don't have any today. And what I was going to bring up for Donovan's questions is, uh, is life really better than death? So I was contemplating this question before because they people tell us that life is you know is very precious and it's very important and we should cherish it and things like that but i like to think of things outside of what everybody tells me so if there's a god i want i would think about okay who created god where did god come from why do we call him god why is god backwards dog is dog god like i like to just think about all these things i just question all of the things that come up just because i like to do that so when it comes to somebody saying that life is better than death i, I want to ask why because life is very short right so my theory or my conspiracy theory is that all right so I'm gonna, I'm gonna break this down because it's gonna be kind of deep right okay the most power that you have in any situation is to remove yourself from it that's the most power that you have and the extreme version of that would be to not be alive anymore that's the extreme version of removing yourself from a situation now the reason i say that you are the most powerful person or the most powerful thing you could do is remove yourself is because it takes, you don't affect the other person. Like if you decide, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore, you can leave. But I take it a step further with like, damn, what happens if everybody's enslaved, right? For whatever reason, something comes up, we're all enslaved. Imagine if back in the day when there were slave owners, everybody killed himself. The slave owner would be highly upset. He'd be like, what the, f I can't, who's going to work now, right? Nobody could work. So I, be, I always wonder if people tell us that life is more precious than it is because they want us to stay here and to continue to work and do things for them. Because imagine if every time we didn't like something that we didn't, imagine every time somebody told us something we don't like to do. Like you say, hey, you work at the at Chipotle and you just, I want you to flip these burgers. And I go, you know what? No, I'm killing myself. People would be like, you know what? Hmm, maybe I shouldn't tell him to flip the burgers no more. Because last time I did that, they killed themselves. So I, I just think about that kind of stuff. I don't know. What do you think about that? That make any sense to you? It's, I know it's, it's very uh, cynical and very, you know, uh, death oriented, but I'm just curious what you think about that. What your perspective is on that? I mean, 
I can see your, your logic. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, in a situation when A happens, mm-hmm. to, you know, if A happens, it'll probably deter them from doing B. Like, mm-hmm. it can't affect me anymore. Right. However, I, do, I feel like... I feel like... Hmm, it's it's kind of hard because I feel like enduring it has strength too. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily to endure it, but to take control of your situation. But mm-hmm. I understand that you're saying to take control of the situation. I mean, that's one way of taking the control of the situation. Mm-hmm. There's other options. Yeah, I think because I would think of it as if that would be, that would only come under under play if you are captured or a slave or something like that. Because if you work at Chipotle, you could just leave and not work there anymore. You don't have to kill yourself if you work at Chipotle. You could just be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going. So I quit. Situation, so those would be the only situations in life you feel like that would constitute. Like the answer would then be to. Yeah. Because I'm like, if. and But I, I think about it on a situation. Or I think about it like. People always upset about who's running the world and how they run it. Right? And I'm like, if we decided. Right. If we decided, you know what? We're just going to leave. That would change the conversation. And people like, I don't want like, okay, for example, people don't like how money works. And we all decided I'm not using money anymore as a whole. They would have to change what's going on. Yes. Right. If we all decided that we don't want to pay rent no more, we all say, you know what? If we just, if you, if you're trying to evict us, we're all going to kill ourselves. This, this, this thing about it. Let's say, let's say that only, it only happened in America, right? America starts to worry about dealing with other countries. If they and if they found out that people were killing themselves instead of being evicted, they would stop evicting people. They'd be like, "This is not this is not working. If everybody kills themselves when we evict them, we're not gonna have a country anymore. So we can't do that." And that's why I'm always thinking, like, okay, do they tell us life is? Do they tell us that life is important so that we can continue to make it work for them? Because if somebody, if I was to die, right, I don't I don't gotta deal with no more issues. That's it. Whatever you can't control me after I'm not here. You can't make me do anything when I'm not here, at all. What do you think? Yeah, what you're saying is true, but my anxiety is like just why? Because I'm like, my brain goes to what if somebody watches this and be like, you know what? He's facts. I'm gonna kill myself right now. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. So I'm like, um, and the, the thing. Oh, turn off the light on too. The thing. The thing that, and it's funny because it's getting dark, so now it's gonna be less light when I'm, I'm saying this creepy shit. Um, do not, <laughs> do not do this to yourself. I'm not saying to do this. I'm not saying to do this at all. I'm, I'm presenting a theory which I know some people will take as a whatever. Only if, only if you are enslaved. And you can enslavement is the only time I'm even thinking about this. Is if damn everybody becomes enslaved. Because they, I think it was in Roots where they said that death is better than bondage. So the extreme version of that is that is to is death. That's the extreme version of 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 leaving a situation. Now, I think that people who are listening to this should take it as. The lighter version of that. If you're in a relationship and you don't like it anymore, kill a relationship. Leave. Stop dealing with that person. Just kill it. And you can't, once you kill it, it'll come back to life. That's it. The relationship. The relationship. Not the person. Not the person. <laughs> kill a relationship. <laughs> not the person. Yes, I'm saying. If you, not the person in a relationship. You kill the relationship by leaving it. And people don't understand this enough that 
people, you're in bondage with a lot of things that you don't have to be in bondage with. If you think about people who are homeless, a lot of them are like, yo, before I was homeless, I had to deal with rent. I had to deal with keeping up the house. I had to deal with going to this job. I had to do all these things. I don't have that bondage anymore. I'm free to walk around on the street and do whatever I feel like doing. And all I'm saying is, I was just curious, is life really better than death? Because I don't know what death is. We all know what life is like. And honestly, for the most people, it sucks. For the majority of people, life is terrible. For the majority of people. So I'm wondering, like, damn, what would happen if there was no life? Hmm. But I'm going to stop talking about this because I feel like somebody at some point is going to take this and be like, yes. Donovan told me. And that's why. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm just having a conversation with the intellectual people who can then process deep thought and leave it alone. That's what I'm thinking about. So speaking of more death, moratorium. Uh, well, I'm wondering if moratorium is going to fall on the banks as a, like a domino effect because we all know that the federal reserve if you don't know they create money out of nothing right it's just thin air money poof is there now if we are paying let's say let's say right now we haven't paid rent in a, in a few months right and the owner of this building probably has a mortgage i doubt they pay for this house cash so if they had to get take a mortgage out to build this property they got a loan so who owns the loan the banks the banks own the loans but now, if the banks default on their loan, who are they borrowing that money from? They're borrowing that money from the government. And who is the government borrowing that money from? The Federal Reserve. So, if it's a domino effect and I don't pay my rent, right, and the owner doesn't pay their mortgage, and the bank doesn't pay their loan, and the Federal Reserve and the government doesn't pay off all of our expenses with, their, with taxes, the Federal Reserve could print more money. So, that's my theory as to why I think that at some point in time, they're going to end up just bailing out all of the real estate market again with the situation that's happening right now where they're going to just create some more money and i think what they're doing right now i think that they are uh they're just trying to smallen the amount of people or lessen the amount of people that owe money so when they finally do pay for all of the debt it's a lot smaller as opposed to what it is now because they, if they keep changing the criteria like okay you had to have before it was like if you were scared of covid don't go to work now it's going to be like, if you had COVID, you, 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 don't, you don't have to pay your rent. Then it'll be like, if you were sick and have a doctor's note from COVID, you don't have to pay your rent. Then it's like, okay, if you were sick and you had COVID and you scared of COVID and you got a doctor's note and you lost a family member, you don't have to pay. And it's going to be, they're going to keep doing that. And then when they keep doing that, it'll keep getting smaller and smaller of the amount of people that actually are uh, free from paying their rent. And I think that's what they're trying to do. So I think they moved the moratorium again. I'm in New York. They moved it again to, I think, either May or 55 days from January 1st. That's either like sometime in February or sometime in May. I don't know. And that's kind of what they're doing. It. I'm just, I just be thinking about that. Like, hmm, what's going to happen if nobody pays their rent? And that's going to be crazy. Like, can they evict everybody in the country? That can't, they, that can't do, they can't do that. Like, I can't see how they would, that would be some wild, uh, uh what do they call those movies? You, dystopia yeah it'd be some crazy dystopian thing where everybody's like yeah i got evicted bro and we all in the parks just sleeping in the parks together it would be mayhem so they can't do that like my brain just said there's no way that they have the ability they there is no way that they would evict millions of people at the same time that's just wild um now to the last two things i want to touch on was babies whining and girls and guys right i'm gonna go with the girls and guys are both playing a game oh, that's good that's good timing so with the girls and guys situation, right? I said that girls and guys are both playing a game. The problem is girls never tell you that they're playing. So 
I came up with this thought from a tweet that I was was it a tweet I looked at? It might have it might have been a tweet, but the main purpose of of this comment is that I feel like girls guys will tell girls the game all the time. Whether it be a male friend, your boyfriend, whatever the case might be. I don't think it's often that a girl comes up to a guy, whether she's dating or not, and gives away the game. Like, oh, this girl is trying to fuck because she did this, or she did that, or she did this. I don't think we don't. I don't know if that's true. I, I don't know. Mm. Huh. I feel like y'all be knowing, though. I feel like y'all feel it. I feel like y'all probably, that's probably what, maybe I just feel it. because. But all I know is that I, girls, whenever I talk to a girl about what game is, they don't, they never know. They never know, like, how other girls try to manipulate the guy to get pussy. All they know is, like, oh, he hugged, they, you know, this girl hugged my man. Yeah. They go, my, this girl hugged my man. She's trying to fuck him. That's all they, like, that's, that's like, it's a base level stuff. They don't know, like, the other day we talked about with your friend where the dude was, like, Amogging her on the phone, but then her response to him, if she did respond, was her trying to fuck him. So it's kind of like she's not gonna tell nobody that though. All we know is that we're having an emotional response. Uh huh. That's it. So it's like, girl, why you mad? Oh, you mad? If you mad like that, it's because you probably you like him or blah blah blah. We we recognize the emotions or the feelings. Uh huh. But. To, but while it's actually happening, especially to yourself, sometimes you can't even recognize that. You just feel the emotion. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like I said, yeah, I'm listening. I think with guys, y'all are way more intentional with your stuff than females are. Yeah. I could see that. And that, that makes a lot of sense. I just don't remember if that's what I was talking about. Um, but the last thing I'm going to say, because this is not, I'm not going to make this long, this part, is that. Uh, that whining is a form of manipulation and that it carries over from children. And I think that anybody that has children will know what I'm talking about. When a baby whines and they get what they want out of whining, that carries up to them being an adult. And I think that's why whining is so annoying to anybody that hears it is because we know that it's still a form of manipulation. And that's why I don't think anybody wants to hear somebody else whine. And it all sounds the same. It's a, it's a certain frequency that you hear of a baby whining or a person whining where you're like, yo, what, why are you doing that? And it's like, mm, it's, it's that because that's what babies do. And that's because babies know that if I do this, I'm going to get X, Y, and Z. And for some reason, not for some reason, it works. So when people get older, they do the same thing. Um, and I just kind of wanted to say that because I've, I have put it on here to talk about before, but that is why I think that whining is so annoying to people. It's because people, nobody likes to be controlled. No one likes to be manipulated. Everybody that gets manipulated or gets controlled in any kind of way usually is turned off by it. And I believe that that is the reason why whining can cause anybody that hears it to get upset. And you don't have to even know what they're talking about. All you hear, hear the sound is, mm, but why? Oh, I just want to go. It's like, why are you sounding like that? What the fuck is that? This is annoying. Stop doing that. So, that will wrap up this week's episode of the pocket. Can you scroll down, Melissa? So, consultations. We are doing consultations. We are doing consultations. You can DM me to get on the phone 
at D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. That's on Instagram and Twitter or the Bamboo Project underscore podcast. If you have a topic you want us to discuss or something that we said that you want us to dig deeper into, DM me. We can get on that. We are also welcoming guests. We shoot between 10 and 12 on Tuesdays. Today's a little bit later, and I got it. I told you, Melissa wasn't going to remind me. So she tried to tell me that it was my fault that I'd be saying that, oh, I'm going to bring it up later, and I don't. And I told her to say it to remind me, and she didn't, so I'm putting it on her. Uh, if you haven't already, go check out our social medias. Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. We have multiple different projects. We have the food project. We have the clothing project. We have the music project. We have the fitness project. We have the sports project, and we have the Bamboo Project podcast, which you are listening to right now. Bamboo Project out.